welcome to Know Your True Self, a show dedicated to raising the consciousness of humanity. I'm James. Hey, I'm Samantha. And today, I really wanted to talk about something that's so important in our lives and helps us realize new levels of potential, bring out the best in ourselves, and really grow and evolve in our time here on Earth and everything that we do, both personally and professionally. And that's the learning process. Sometimes we don't pay enough attention to the learning process and how we learn and appreciate that so we can actually take information and put things into long-term memory and apply it to our life. There's always more to learn. There's never a point in life where you've reached max learning and you're the expert in everything. I know even in myself in my career, I said to you the other day, it feels so nice to be able to be at the level where I've developed so many schemas and I've taken in so much information over the years where I'm able to see solutions to things really quickly. And it feels so good to get to that point, but it takes a lot of work and a lot of time to get to that point. So you have to be dedicated to the process of constant learning and also open to the fact that you don't know it all. And that's so important, that deep learning. And that's what we need to get to because when we have that deep learning and we have those schemas, those collections of information in our mind, and if we have those schemas built around a lot of different categories of interest and knowledge, our innovation and decision-making really begin to flourish because we're able to connect schemas together to create new ways of thinking, and that's how innovation is born. However, the learning process is by no means easy. Learning takes a lot of persistence. Sometimes it happens somewhat through illumination. We're naturally good at something, but most of us follow the persistence pathway. So let's start by talking about that persistence pathway. In the learning process, when we start out trying out any new activity, engaging in ourselves, we're pretty much unconsciously incompetent, right? We don't know what we don't know. I remember the first time I saw snowboarding. I grew up in the Northeast. I was into extreme sports. I thought it was super cool. I was like, I want to do that. Then I got on a snowboard. I went down the hill. I kept falling on my knees or on my behind. And I thought, this sucks. So <laughs> I now have become consciously incompetent. I know that I'm not good at this. Where before, I had no idea. And the reason I had no idea is because something magical happens when we watch someone doing an activity. We have mirror cells, right? Mirror cells allow us to have empathy, pick up visual cues. We're reading and interpreting information. So I see someone snowboarding and I'm like, I can do that. And that's something called the Dunning-Kruger effect. We tend to overestimate our ability. So we think, man, that looks easy, right? And you see kids do this a lot. They really overestimate their abilities. Then they try and they realize, oh my gosh, I'm consciously incompetent now. I know I can't do this. And this is a hard part. This is the moment when most people choose to give up. And I think we see that in New Year's resolutions and our goals, anything that we're looking to take to the next level, we have to make that commitment. And when we make that commitment and I go to the mountain every day, and I snowboard and I start off on the green one and I let my pride go away and I just work at it day after day, trying to find the edge of the board, trying to carve. Then all of a sudden I'm going down the mountain and I realize I've done it. I'm consciously competent. I'm making this happen. I know the techniques. I know the skills. I know the fundamentals. And the more I practice those over and over and over through repetition, I mean, the key to learning is repetition. 
And repetition isn't just knowing the information, it's applying the information. So the more I apply that information and also visualize myself when I'm at home, going down the mountain, you know, practicing in my mind, practicing in the real world, then finally you reach that point where you become unconsciously competent. And when you become unconsciously competent, those neural pathways have found their way into your brain for all of those mechanics, all of those motions. Now you don't even think about it, you just enjoy it. Same thing happened with my nephew. My nephew I talked to yesterday just started driving and he said, oh my gosh, you know, I'm so excited to get my permit and this is happening at the same time I'm learning to drive again. I hadn't driven for (laughs) for 10 years, which was sort of fun going through this learning experience again. And he said, you wouldn't believe it. You You sit in the passenger seat and it just looks so easy. He said, as soon as I got my permit, there's so much going on. You know, there's so much. It's you're in constant state of heightened awareness because you have no exposure to driving. You've never done it before. Now you look at an adult and they're listening to music, taking phone calls. They've unconsciously driven their route so many times. They don't think about it. They're just doing it, right? They've become unconsciously competent. I'm still relearning how to drive. And even though I have some neural pathways there, they haven't been fired up in 10 years. And now I'm in a big city. So a lot of change going on and a lot of just awesome experiences that happen in the learning process and to really appreciate them. Where do you feel like natural talent and ability falls into this process? Because sometimes like starting from the beginning of that, what is it? Unconsciously incompetent Correct. is the first step. I feel like I've been there where I've been like, oh, that looks so fun or so easy. And then I try it out and I try it out again. I'm like, well, I'm just not getting any better at this. And I kind of tend to get discouraged because I'll try something for a few times and it's just very clear that that's not in my skill set. Oftentimes it becomes sports, right? So like ice skating, stuff like that, where it's just like, I'm just not getting better at this and I don't know why. And some people just seem to pick things up quicker. How does that come into play? Yeah, there's another pathway to learning, and that's illumination. And when you have a natural talent, a natural ability, you're automatically unconsciously competent, right? You're doing things correctly, but you don't really know why. And when you go into that learning phase, you really then need to find mentors, find teachers, find advocates that can help you develop those talents and develop those abilities. I mean, if you saw the recent movie about Elton John, like Elton John is a savant when it comes to the piano, but it took a lot of education, a lot of teaching, a lot of practice to harness those abilities. So natural talents require discipline, hard work, determination. Now, what if you don't have a natural talent for something? Well, you can see the movie Rudy and the power of perseverance and going after your dreams and having that defining moment. If you really want to go after something, go for it. You know, there's nothing holding you back from following any dream that you have. However, it is important to be realistic of how far your talents can actually take you in life. Growing up, I was really into metal music and guitar, and I loved hearing all of these instrumentals, and it sounded so amazing that I'd love to play the electric guitar. I took guitar lessons once at 12, didn't stick. I was too involved in sports. Those were my natural talents, my passions, and then... All of a sudden, later in life, I tried to pick it up again in college and then after college. Bottom line is, I haven't been able to harness that ability. The more I do try to become a guitar player, the more I appreciate what guitar players actually do because I just don't have that natural ability. 
and it doesn't mean I failed a guitar. It just means my talents are probably better utilized in other areas. So where can I explore how to bring my natural talents, the talents that make me feel fulfilled? How do I bring those into the world? That's what life is all about. How do I nurture, develop, and share my talents? How do I go through that learning process to reach new levels of potential as opposed to getting caught up in the search for information and skimming the surface? And the more we skim the surface, the more unconsciously we fall victim to the Dunning-Kruger effect. We read an article about meditation, we think we meditate. We like something about gratitude, we think we appreciate things. You know, we can't live in the feed and not apply these learnings to our life. Like we have to actually take an active role in the learning process. That's getting our hands a little bit dirty, creativity, like the beautiful struggle inside of there is what learning's all about. And so important that we apply what we learn, not just skim the surface, take in some information and spit it back out. Yeah, that's a really great point. I feel like we have a tendency to go so wide with the things we try to learn, especially in the new year. It's like, I want to learn how to do this, do that, read these books. And we take on too much and then we end up doing none of it. It's like when you're thinking about learning a new talent or skill, focusing on one thing at a time feels really important. I also feel like there's some kind of matrix just based on what you're describing. It's like start with what you're naturally good at because those are the things that are going to be easier for you to pick up, take on, learn from. And then once you've gone deep into the things you're naturally good at and you want to branch out and challenge yourself to the things you aren't naturally good at, like that's a great exercise and we should all challenge ourselves in that way. I know even with you, like you weren't great at technical equipment, but yet you set up an entire podcast studio. You've learned how to edit. You've downloaded all the software. It's amazing seeing what you've been able to do. And I think that was born out of necessity. Like we were starting a podcast and we needed to learn how to do it. I feel like if you have a natural talent, pursue those. If you have a necessity, but you're not naturally talented, that's also a great time to learn something new because you have to. It's the same thing with driving. Like you had to learn how to drive. You brought so many memories back to me of starting the podcast. And I remember when we got all of the equipment and we were developing the show a little bit, it was intimidating looking at all that. I have no technical quotient. It's so hard for me to work on the left side of my brain, analytical abilities. I'm underdeveloped as a thinker, but I'll work hard to develop that because I know I need it as a strength. And over the years, I've gotten better at reading instructions. It doesn't make it easy when you have to start looking at equipment, software, recording, information, what's right. But the more you get pieces, components of it done, understanding that those are all moments of achievement. And that's what's so beautiful about the learning process is the learning process, putting things into long-term memory. Long-term memory is difficult to get things down there in today's day and age, but when you do it, you start applying information on an unconscious level, you connect things to new schemas, new ways of thinking, and that's what learning provides you. There's a reason that wisdom is one of the core virtues. We should always be on a relentless pursuit of knowledge in areas of our lives that we seek to develop. But also don't feel bad about the things you don't want to learn. <laughs> so, for example, I've never been into cooking ever, ever, ever. Growing up, my parents always tried to get me to cook and I would cook just to help out. But I was never good at it and I never enjoyed it. And people always said through my life, like, you have to learn how to cook. You know, you, how are you going to survive? <laughs> but, you know, DoorDash is great. Food, <laughs> food delivery is great. And you, thankfully, are a wonderful cook. So 
I've kind of at this point in my life embraced the fact that I don't really do that. So it's okay to also accept some things as like, you know what, I'm not naturally good at that. I'm not interested in it. And I'm going to find other avenues to get to a similar outcome. I don't need to stress myself out about learning something I don't really want to learn. Like you have to have a desire to learn in order to go on that journey. And if you are looking to learn something, be conscious of what type of learner you are, because we all use the senses, right? To decode information from the outer world. We have all of this working memory. It's very hard with all of the information being decoded to get things into short-term memory. We often forget what we were watching the night before, the conversations we had. We need artificial intelligence to write down our notes for us, to remember what people said. I mean, there's a lot we don't remember. 80% of what we learn, we forget in a 24-hour period, right? And that's under good learning conditions, and we're not always under optimal learning conditions. So what is the optimal learning condition for you? Are you a visual learner? Do you enjoy looking at pictures, charts, illustrations? Are you an auditory learner? Do you like listening to podcasts, books on tape? Do you love you know, having discussions with people about topics? Or are you a kinesthetic learner? Do you like to get hands-on with things? Do you really need to get in there and figure it out for yourself and sort of leave the instructions on the side. We're a combination of learning styles, but we definitely have strengths and understanding that we need to lean into those learning styles. And it might make the difference of, do I need to have a trainer that's virtual or do I need to have a trainer that's in real life? Because I'm very kinesthetic and I like to be feeling the energy of someone else when I'm working out with them. I need that type of support. If you're a visual learner, maybe a workout's great just through your tablet, how we choose to learn and the environments we create to learn are so important. It's one of the biggest challenges with education and children that are living in unpredictable living environments is we need safe places to learn. You know, we need places that we feel comfortable to learn. We need people to learn with. Learning doesn't have to be an isolated process. It's a time for us to share knowledge, connect with other people with like-minded interests. The potential that we reach as a human is not on an individual level. Our potential happens on a collective level. So the more that we tap into different groups that allow us to learn more, take in new levels of information, apply it to our life, expand our circle of knowledge and continue to be the best versions of ourselves. You mentioned memory and I feel like collectively our memory has just gotten so much worse because we're constantly taking in new information, scanning, we don't do as much deep learning and reading. We're just constantly in scanning mode. I know for me personally, when I'm in my strategy role, I'm constantly reading articles, trend reports. Like by the time the day is done, I've read 50 different pieces of information. And then the next day, if you ask me what I read, maybe I can recall a few of those. And that feels dangerous. It feels like there's so much that's getting lost. And I've started to implement some things personally so that I can be better about remembering the things I want to remember. For example, when I read a book, now I've started creating a little outline after I finished the book with like what I read and the key takeaways, the gist of the book, what I want to implement. And the implementation is also really important for memory. If we just read a book, but we never revisit it or go back to it or implement it, it's likely that that knowledge is going to leave us in some fashion. So actually taking the time once you digest a piece of information to bring it into your life, to learn from it in practice is super helpful. If you look at the digital revolution and everything that's happened, we're consuming content so quickly that 
I can't learn anything in 15 seconds, let alone now three seconds. So it's not even really skimming. It's really just particles of dust collecting on the surface of culture that rise up and maybe something gets some attention. It enters our consciousness and then it exits. And the ramifications of that are now we have a new generation entering the workforce that has divided consciousness, can't pay attention, has trouble learning. And even with adults that are, you know, 40, 50 years old, micro learning as a trend really made me nervous and continues to make me nervous because micro learning is a way of making ourselves feel like we're learning and interested in information, but not willing to make the commitment to put it into long-term memory, to develop schemas, to expand our circle of knowledge and grow. And micro learning does have a role, like nuggets of information are important, understanding concepts are important, learning periods can't be very long, we need to build positive association connections and understand the impact of what we're learning has on our life but in order to do that, we need to be receptive to learn. We can't be thinking about our social media feeds. Learning requires us to talk, connect, collaborate, share knowledge, experiences, apply it to life, and continue that journey. It's cyclical. It's magical. It is the learning process. Without it, we don't function as humans. There's no shortage of information. There is a shortage of human connection, follow-through, perseverance. So... Let's stay focused on those things and less the pursuit. So whatever it is that you're going after in life, whatever it is that you want to develop as a talent, appreciate the learning process. If you're in the infancy of the learning process, understand you're going to go through a period where you become consciously incompetent and it's going to be frightening you're going to realize that this is harder than you expected, but know that every step that you take, every achievement that you have is one to be celebrated and continue that journey. And if you have natural talents bestowed upon you and a gift that can be shared with humanity, something that you want to nurture, make sure that you find people that can help you harness that talent, develop that talent, and make your ability to share it with the world even that much greater. So thank you so much for joining in. Always remember you have a choice. Take an active role in your own evolution. Know your true self.